Well, squad, here we go. We're about to get down with business with the Bruno himself, with Pizza Bruno. What up, my man? What's up? I'm not going to lie. When uh, all the times I've eaten there, I always wondered if the owner was actually named Bruno because it's too much of a good pizza name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a real person. That's what a lot of people didn't know that at the start. They're like, oh, it's a great name. And then they're like, yeah, it's him on the oven. I'm not so much involved in the day-to-day cooking <laughs> anymore as I was for the first few years, but yeah, that's a good name, you know. When when your when your wife your wife handles the social media, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't like me blowing up her spot. Yes, we are married. That is my wife, oh, Leela. She that. no, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. She's like, oh, it's, you know, whatever. But yes, we are married. She does. She does my social media marketing. She took that over. I think um, almost like nine months ago now. Like I, I was so like controlling of it like i would give it to somebody and they'd post some bobo ass picture and i'd be like not not <laughs> can't trust yeah, it you not, can't trust it i'd be like i would straight up be like take that shit down like i'd be so mad did about you, it did you have any access to it oh yeah 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 no i i You're did just, it like, deleting shit uh, yeah, after i them. would delete it immediately <laughs> i was like no that's unacceptable but um i gave it to her and she's um she was really cautious at first but she really worked into it and because she, she knows i'm like super particular but she i knew it wasn't you running that social media not that anymore response time was just way too good she's way good way at quick. that i was like yeah that's, yeah that's no, no 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 but when she did say uh about the uh, location when she's like bruno thought it was gonna be at your spot i was like oh yeah this guy's name really is bruno yeah. i already found out now. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that was that's how i found out though mm-hmm. um that, that's what your name was so uh anyone out there if you guys don't know who pizza bruno is it's pretty much the creator of the first at least what i know is the first real pizza in all of florida let alone <laughs> especially That's orlando statement but sure i'll take it well hey maybe i haven't had them all so but <laughs> i'm not a barstool sports over here doing pizza tastings yeah, but yeah, yeah. uh came in clutch because i think for the longest time i never really ate pizza in orlando other than what we already talked about a little earlier the the great stuff in downtown Orlando at you know two thirty in the morning. That was pretty much plenty it. Plenty of slices at Planet Pizza for me. I'm I'm Planet Pizza. I'm not an innocent. Yeah, well, that was always where like barbecue bar and independent bar. That's when I used oh, to yeah, yeah. when I used to go downtown a million million years ago. We would go to lasagna pizza. pizza. Was my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that, but what? sure. No, I never had lasagna pizza. You might need to try it. Maybe. Oh. I feel like you guys would actually do. Do it justice. We, we did a, a a while ago a, a lasagna pizza. It was it was a couple years ago. Did it, yeah. it didn't work? No, yeah. people liked it. Yeah, ah. yeah, 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 oh. yeah. I thought it was delicious. I don't for, think there was noodles for not on it, for though. shit. For, yeah, 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 no, no noodles. <laughs> no noodles. Uh, well, you know, obviously, this we don't really know if we need a description of it. Obviously, with pizza, um, but you've also added some other things. How long has it just been a pizza spot? How long did that go for? Um. So Pizza Bruno was opened in June of 2016, June or June 2016, uh, June 25th actually. Um, store wise or company wise? That's that was the first store. Okay, that was the first store. Um, I uh, prior to that, so you asked where I'm from. So everybody always wants to know, like, oh, you're from New Jersey. I'm like, I'm not from New Jersey. I was born in Sarasota, Florida. I was going to get to that part. (laughs) So I was like, I'll go through the whole spiel, right? I'm used to it. Um, So how we got to opening Pizza Bruno, um, born in Sarasota. My family had businesses in Jersey. I was there when I was like three months old in Seaside. And then... How many pizza places are in Sarasota? I don't know. A lot, I guess. But so my, my childhood pizzerias were... Not like anything like in New York or anything. It was like uh, I went, like loved Hungry Howie's, and like <laughs> there was a Sabaro in the Gulfgate Mall right across from the arcade. So you know you're like ten year old Florida kid. I mean that's your pizza pizza shop. So it's like I didn't grow up with like good pizza until like I would spend my summers in Jersey, and that was where I first started working in restaurants when I was thirteen, and first job was slinging slices and. Long and short, I was talking you're, about. You were selling slice, like you were actually. Yeah, I was working at the at my cousin, my cousin, my first cousin Maya married a guy, Bill, and uh, his dad had like five restaurants. And uh, was, I don't, are they still married? Before I ask my next no, question, no, okay. No, how did, good was were, that pizza, or how bad? So it was great. It was okay. all, it was like legit. It was legit. It was boardwalk pizza, and it was like way better than anything in Florida. But you know that was my first job, and that's what got me into the culinary world. I would go up there every, like my first summer I worked, I was like, this is the best thing ever. And so every summer they would send me up there and I'd work like 80 hour weeks. And it was awesome. It was a great, it was a cool adventure. It was out of Florida. I got to see like a totally different part of the world and well, the States anyways, (laughs) Jersey Shore is this very particular place. And, um, I did that. And then I eventually, um, went to college, dicked off for a year. And then I ended up in Orlando 
with some friends and I was like, well, I'll go to Valencia and go to culinary school. And when, when did you go from Orlando to New Jersey, Jersey Shore? So I, I was always going there. I started going there in like a 90, vacay spot. Well, my cousin Maya and her husband Bill, yeah. they lived up there. So I would just go get shipped up there because I, I, Florida summers kind of suck. It's yeah. hot as hell. Yeah. Um, and it got out of my parents' hair. So <laughs> I started that one. That was their like, version of boarding school for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 95 or 6 was the first summer I worked on the board. I did 96, 7, 8, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. And then I stopped for a while. And then I went back again in 2009 to save up money for uh, a food cart that I opened. Um, didn't save up much at all because it was like the craziest summer. It was the year they uh, filmed Jersey Shore, oh. by the way. I was debating this whole time you're saying, I was like, yeah. should I bring up that yeah, show? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so I was there. It was the most bizarre summer. It was like 40 degrees in the middle of June. It rained like more than I'd ever seen. It was like the, the worst season. Mm. But they filmed Jersey Shore that year. And I was like, who are these freaks running around the boardwalk? You know, you got <laughs> Snooki. She was like really small. And it was just like, I was like, what the? What is this? And then after that, I didn't go back after that. I opened my food truck, food cart here and did that. But um, they boardwalk blew up because it was like kind of like yeah, in, a weird in a weird way. Yeah, too. it did. And it just like kind of devolved from there. And then, then it burned down and Sandy, the whole damn thing. But um, I still go up there uh, every year. My uh, now wife, I have two. I have an ex-wife from North Jersey and uh, my current wife, Leela, who you've talked to, she was uh, born and raised in Central Jersey, and summers down. Her family had, had a little spot down in Ocean City. Okay, um, yeah, which yeah. I'd never been to until we got together. And Ocean City is like total opposite of Seaside. Correct. My one of my best friends is actually from Ocean City, yeah. New Jersey. It's great. It's like it's a dry town, so it's like there's no bars. Uh, where I grew up, Seaside, it was like wild. Damn, that, I mean, that's like straight actual Jersey Shore. That's this. That's yeah. like where they actually talk about. Aren't they all from Seaside? No, they're not. Or, no, they, no, no. That's where, all, that's where they all win. The yeah, shore yeah, house right, is there. Go. Yeah, I just yeah. remember the seaside yeah. is like over and over I, in that I mean, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was there. I was drinking in bars at 15 up there, dude. Like oh, it yeah. was it was out of control. So Ocean City is a different world. It's like quiet. It's really family oriented. Um, it's a great place. I mean, I'm, I was there a couple weeks ago. I'm going back up for Thanksgiving and we spent a lot of time up there. It's huh. like my second home. Is that when you kind of knew you wanted to do pizza in a bigger sense or was that just kind of getting you by at the time? Uh so pizza is a weird thing for me because I, I tell everybody, I, like, I did not want to do pizza. I did not want to do Italian food cooking wise. Um, I went to culinary school. And like I said, I spent a lot of time on the shore and you do a lot. Of, like it's like Italian leaning and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I went to culinary school and I, I've always been interested in cooking. I grew up in an Italian-American circus family. I have a circus family background. Who, which one's the Italian side? My dad. My dad. My mom's side. They're from uh, Michigan. I was going to say, imagine so, if you had the Italian side on your mom's side. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, we got the Michiganders and they're, they're, they're a special bunch too. You know, I, you know, my, I, I don't talk about them much on that side, but you know, my grandpa Jim on that side, he, um, he was, uh, uh, founder and, uh, owner of a big engineering company in Grand Rapids. He built from the ground up and he's got a cool story about how that happened. Um, you know, not really great at math, put himself through, uh, extra, extra work to figure it out. And then, uh, he opened this company, his partner bailed the first week. He had like no money. Jeez. And they found like a cashier's check just to cover that first week's payroll. And then it just went crazy after that. And rapid engineering was, they, he owned that for a long time. And uh, so that side's full of like entrepreneurial types. The entrepreneur side on that side. And then the pizza, Italian food. Yeah. Salsas yeah, yeah. Well, they're circus performers. So they're, also they're in their own right. Circus performers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So my dad's side, my grandfather, um, his, him and his brothers invented the human cannonball act. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Famous flying zucchinis. That's what? them. Yeah, you could look it up. Hell yeah. Cannons in Ringling Museum if you ever go down there. Um, and then my grandmother on that side, her family was uh, equestrians, so bareback horse riders, acrobats. But they were all acrobats, clowns, performers. Um, so I had a really interesting, interesting childhood. <laughs> interesting is a good way to put it. Now, um, you know, very Italian, very loud, very boisterous. Um, I just told my wife that we potentially have to do Christmas Eve because all the family is kind of getting together and it's been a while since that happened. She's like, your family's a lot. It's <laughs> like, we just yell. So I'm like, for a holiday. Too. I'm like, yeah, it's just like, well, we do. And it's like, it's a lot. But, um, you know, that family, um, my experience, um, dictated a lot what I do with food because I was being, you know, the food I ate was not like the typical Italian American stuff from like New York. It wasn't really heavy red sauce, stuff like that. Like we had sugo, but, um, a lot simpler food 
Uh, I was gonna say, what, what's the difference? So my family is from Northern Italy, so it's a little lighter, a little di- well, not necessarily lighter. I take that back. So um, I don't think it's Italian food is light at all. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's not light. I mean, you know, but it was a little different. Um, you know what I ate as opposed to like you know what you would get from like a New York's family yeah. you know that's like more southern italian a lot heavier on the tomatoes we had tomato sauce stuff but it wasn't every meal overbearing yeah it wasn't every meal so it, you know it was something that i got a lot of flavor memories from that's what i always say i was like well i was given a good flavor memory at a young age it's like a cool term yeah i mean i <laughs> well you know i talked to some chefs in 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 um you know, a lot of them that they grow up with something and they like actively avoid cooking it because like, oh, that's not cool. Who wants to eat whatever your background is? But yeah. every more or less every successful chef person that eventually does their own thing, like they get successful when they like kind of like give in and do what they know or like put a twist on something. To, yeah, I was going to say one up it or twist it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is great. But it's leaning on something that they probably have a really good memory of or a good flavor profile of that's just ingrained in them and in their personality so it's easier to like kind of work on that knowing yeah that it's like sports i'm assuming yeah you know, you, yeah kind of sport and if you have that background in it, it's a little easier to start picking up yeah. the nuances of it all mm-hmm. so when it when you started how, how long did you do the pizza in jersey before even deciding you wanted to actually go forward with the pizza life i guess we can call so it. uh i didn't um i actually really enjoyed working at the raw bar up there like i had a raw bar that i ran for like a number of years that was my favorite shook the bajillion clams Fuck oysters yeah. that was I my jam because i did everything i did the pizza section i did the cheesesteak sausage fresh cut fries like the whole fucking bit i'm sorry cost i don't know if we're gonna bleep everything but um so no i did i love my raw bar <laughs> that was great but um when I went to culinary school, I was taught a lot of stuff that fundamentally I didn't know. And then I worked in some, you know, fine dining and learned a lot in there. Pizza, I did, uh, but I didn't love it. Question on that. Do you think those routes were probably the best routes to go with mm. the trying culinary and then also the fine dining to like I, learn things? I, you know. So I feel like every chef has a different background on how Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. How I, they, and everybody, like, there's a prescribed thing. Like, oh, you know, like, I could have gone to Europe and cook. Like, that was just something I wanted to do. I just didn't, you know. There was – a lot of people do different things in their journey. It doesn't – it's – it's however you get there, you get there. That's why I think the chef life is one of the most interesting things because it's not like a set, hey, you, you should do this, 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 and this to get to, yeah. you know, the finish line. Like, there's different – like there's there's different ways. They're yeah. all different. Mm-hmm. They don't just go to some tattoo school. Yeah. Like they all have apprenticeships or they travel and learn how to or yeah. and practice that, on themselves. I <laughs> always like – I always looked at myself as actually being um, not up to snuff as far as my abilities because of my background in New Jersey. Yeah. Because it wasn't fine dining. It wasn't like traditionally what you would think of as working in a restaurant. But – I look back on it, I was like, holy crap, it taught me a lot of things because I was like front and center. So like this bar was talking to people all day while cooking, multitasking, doing this. So I'm like extremely good at that. Like I can banter, I can talk to people, I can cook and talk. I mean, when I did my food cart at Old Red Light, I mean, I would cook and talk to people all night and it was something that, that was just what I knew how to do. Um, And it's carried over in a lot of ways that you know, people are like, oh, you're not like a weirdo chef that doesn't know how to talk to anybody. I'm like, no, it's like that's what I had to learn how to do. So I can do every aspect in every restaurant. I can serve tables and bartend. I can cook. I can do all that. But um, yeah, everybody's journey is their own. And I have to look at like, yeah, I didn't work at like super high end restaurants for a long time. I have worked at high end restaurants and fine dining and I learned a lot. But my experience is different and I can do things other people can't, you know, based on that. So it's any way you get there is your own thing and how you use those things to your advantage is really like how you, um, I say, get successful. I, you I, know, I think that was the whole point of kind of the podcast, having that entrepreneur's journey, because every journey is so different. Every mm-hmm. obstacle is never planned. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool hearing all the different stories because yeah. it's there's no cut and dry, no. do this, do that. Uh, and just hearing it all, you start to realize even more like, holy fuck, there really is no blueprint to it. But you have to figure out how to keep moving forward. Yeah. Uh, what was the biggest piece when you look back at, at all of those younger years that you think maybe was the most impactful? Uh, I guess the most impactful thing, I guess, was that I really enjoyed the work. So, I mean, I would go back every summer with the uh, – like 
yeah, it was long hours. I mean, most days were like 15-hour days. Jesus. But it didn't matter. Like, it was so much fun. Like, I enjoyed the work. I enjoyed everything about it. It was so much fun to me. So, like, I really... I have a joy in it because it's still like something I like to do, like yeah. almost to my detriment sometimes. Cause like I can easily hop back online. Like I don't mind, you know, grinding out. Like that's fine for me, but like I have other responsibilities yeah. that don't, and that's an evolution that I had to understand and get to within pizza Bruno. But, um, I do have a lot of joy for that. The simple aspect of cooking. Cause it is rewarding in a sense, because to me, it's something I'm good at. It's fun. It's challenging still. And I'm, I'm just like, I took, what I learned and just carried it and carried it and carried it and carried it. But the joy of it is always something that I learned. That. So, sounds like that having the f- flat top of the place in Jersey, being able to actually speak to customers. Do you think mm-hmm. that almost kept you in the game? Or do you think if you were just making pizza and not being able to talk to people, yeah. you'd be where you're at now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, that was part of the fun. I mean, let's, like, let's be honest. Have, like, like, do you think you would have just been like, you know, fuck pizza at this point? Like, well, yeah. And I mean, I didn't really, you know, like I didn't make a lot of pizza when I was younger. Like, well, you know, talking about pizza as a whole, like, why did I get into it? I didn't want to get into it. Like, I had worked pizza. I'd done it at different restaurants because I could. I didn't really like it. I kind of hated it, to be honest. Like, it was really... What did you hate about it? I just didn't like it. I didn't find, like, any, like, love in it or, like, I, did, I didn't really enjoy the process much or it, it wasn't exciting to me because I was like, no, nah, I'm better than that. I could cook these things. I want to cook these other things and, you know, be a chef. Like and, different dishes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I was like, this is boring, right? Yeah. Like, it's not exciting. But that changed uh, when I did Third Wave in New Smyrna. So that changed, like, my perspective on pizza because I would had done it. And like, like you said about, like, you know, talking to people, that was a big thing for me to bring me back because it was dealing with people. And it was always, like, exciting because it was, like, you know, especially when I started working, like, overnights. Woo! <laughs> Got wild, probably, yeah, I was going to say. Wild, what's, what's the wildest top, wild. top one that memory that you had right now? I don't know, man. Like making out with a bunch of chicks when I was like 15. <laughs> they were definitely older than me. My wife's going to hear this. Be like, oh, my God. I can't believe you talked about that. But that was like I would come back with when these stories. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, I come back with these stories. I'm like, what did you guys do this summer? They're like, oh, my dude. <laughs> you I was know? slinging like, pizzas and making crazy. out with yeah, cougars. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I mean, they, they must have been like 21. But, you know, to me, it was like, I was like, oh, this is crazy. But. You know, it was always just like so nuts and just like I probably party too much, but you know, whatever. That was that's, that yeah, was what it was like upbringing. for a 15 year old. You know, I partied a lot, 15, 16 year old. But, um, uh, you know, what brought me back to, you know, doing it? Yes. Talking to people, doing that, being front facing. Like, I'm good at that. Um, cooking was exciting and fun and being able to be like good at it. And then pizza. Um, I was hired to do a consultant job in New Smyrna in 2012-ish, like right after 2012, I think it was like 2013. Um, uh, I'd opened Cask and Larder. I'd left. I was executive chef at Oblivion Tap Room for a while. So the chef life was way before pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was doing like, I was cooking in restaurants and I had a food cart thing for a few years. What were you doing on the food cart? Uh, like stuff I did in Jersey and like a bunch of other random shit yeah. that I would come up with, you know, like whether it's cheesesteaks and, you know, tacos and just whatever. Like I did it at Red Light for years, you know, like three nights a week. Um, How young were you when you started cooking? Cooking, cooking? Yeah. Uh, like 13. 13? Yeah. you liked it or just like helping Well, that mom, was the job. Dad. No, I mean, I was always hanging out in the kitchen. I wasn't like cooking. Yeah. I was waiting <laughs> for like, I was like, you know, always wanted. The scraps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they're making like cakes or sweets or something. I'm like, yo, let me get that, you know, the batter, you know, off the I fucking fuck mixers. Yeah. So like I would always hang out and wait for that. But um, cooking now is just like when I was like 13, that's when I like started working in the restaurants. And then I started learning more and more and more through that. But um, and it just make, made sense. You know, I don't know. I like, like I said, I like the work. More than any, like I did construction, f that. I did landscaping, f that. Like, no thanks. That's my I'm comparison. Good. Whenever I feel like I want to complain about what I do, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not building some shit on the in the yeah, hot heat yeah, of Florida. No. Like, dude, that shit sucks. Yeah, I'll take a hot kitchen because I can go walk in a walk in and cool off, you yeah, know, and stuff like that. So, and there's a little bit more, I guess, you know, panache to saying you're a chef in a restaurant as opposed to like. Not for nothing. Tradesmen are important. I get that, but very important, but definitely not what covered I'm, in, I'm covered in paint and grout or some shit and roll into a place. Like, eh, you know, yeah. that's not my move. So there's what? What was your childhood dream before thirteen? Oh, I wanted like, to be an archaeologist when I was a kid. 
That's yeah, the first. Big, for, big, I, big fan of that. I really was big into history. I wanted to be a, a history teacher. That's cool. My best friend wanted to be a history yeah. teacher. That was really like I was nice like teaching volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted. So there's a, three, a few phases. One was like archaeologist, history teacher, and then I wanted to get into um, computer science, IT stuff. Oh, I'm naturally still good at that. Um, even like I was talking to my GM. Yeah. Were you like watching me set up and like, ah, oh, this guy sucks. No, no, I'm no, no. So like, bad at I, I'm, I'm just, I can figure things out. I, you know, I, you know, I was kind of a latchkey kid left on my own a lot at the birth of the internet. So you figure a lot of stuff out on your own. So, um, did a lot of that. And then I realized to do that in college is a lot of math. So I was like, nope, not doing that. I'm terrible Mental at math. construction. <laughs> yeah. So I, i never pursued that. That's why I'm cooking. So, but I still have to do math every day. It's crazy. Measure, like them. measurements and that well Recipes, now business costing yeah. you know we'll get to the budgets. business side of it all too so, so then when you said you went out to new smyrna new smyrna mm-hmm. and what were you doing there so i was hired um as a consultant for a restaurant that's now been open for oh, 10 years almost i think almost 10 okay. years um called third wave it's on flagland peninsula my right by the beach right uh yeah 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 beachside right on flagler ave okay um it's right before the North Causeway if you're going towards um, the mainland. But um, I was hired, my friend, um, she was living in Brooklyn at the time, her and her now husband. Um, she was like, hey, can you help my parents? They bought this historic house and they want to open a restaurant. And I was like, your dad like a vet? She's like, yeah, he's retiring. <laughs> her mom wrote children's books. And I'm like, why did they do that? You know, yeah. so they uh, hired me and I kind of knew what I was doing, kind of didn't. And they were like, well, we want crepes in the morning and we want wood fired pizza at night. And we bought this oven and I was like, OK, cool. And I was um, at the time I was working. Did they, did they choose the pizza thing knowing that you were going to be? The no, 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 no. Like oh. and at the time I really hadn't been like pizza I wasn't guy. like, no. Other than just slinging the Jersey stuff. Yeah. And I mean, at that time I hadn't worked in that realm. I was working in kitchens. I was like executive chef and line cooks and like working as like a chef that's yeah, yeah. what i was doing i wasn't cooking making pizza. pizzas anymore. Yeah. now so they were like yeah this is what we want and i was like okay cool i was working nights at cask and larder when it was like the second year it was open um and i was chef de tour not there basically i just did every station gave people days off so in the mornings i would go out there and i'd work on building getting that men those menus set and thus just making decisions and equipment choices and we opened the crepe shop and then eventually we opened the uh, dinner portion because they're like, hey, can you just be our chef person? So I lived like a mile from here. We're at the College Park store. So I was commuting like two hours a day. It was a lot of driving. Damn. Um, but, you know, it was an opportunity for me to do like a full scale thing on my own terms. And the pizza thing was something that like I was like, all right. I'm going to like dive into this and try to figure out how to make really good wood fired pizza. And at the time it was just, I read some, I picked up some cookbooks, flipped through some recipes, made a few of them, picked one I liked. I was like, okay, that's the best performing one. Um, it's fitting in with what they want. I tested it on the, you know, for the owners. How many, how long does that process take? It wasn't long. I mean, we, it took like a week or so to do it. You know, it wasn't long. I, I I did like three or four different doughs and we found out which one we liked and, you know, ran with that. And, um, I still look back and I was like, I didn't really know what I was doing as far as on a deeper level, but I was just doing it, right? And so we opened and Third Wave was, at the time, was already successful as a cafe. And then the dinner crowd built up and New Smyrna was not New Smyrna that it is now. New Smyrna now is like crazy busy. It's yeah. it's such a different world. It was still pretty quiet when I was there. I only picked up what's... It's, it's grown a lot. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say five, six years ago. Yeah. It was such a quiet... Mm-hmm. I think I'm... Maybe time frame wise a little off, but it was a lot quieter. Now mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of life in it. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot of people moved out there permanently and yep. stuff during the pandemic. So um, I took that role on full, full steam ahead. And I was like the executive chef there for like oh, almost like three years um, until and in that process while I was working there. I mean, it was tough. You know, you work 15 hour days and you have an hour drive there and an hour drive back. Like yeah, that's, it was a lot. <laughs> like I'm surprised you made it three, three years. To yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. Like that's the thing. Like I really enjoyed it. You know, that was, that's the problem I have. Right? Like I really enjoyed <laughs> the work. Not necessarily like, you know, was it, you know, reasonable to drive two hours a day, whatever. But it was more for like, I was enjoying it. It was a good setup. Um, we were very busy. They're still very busy. Um, but in that time, I was like, man, I really would like to do something like this in Orlando. Like, 
really just have because New Smyrna's tour at the time was it still is tourist driven. Yeah. So the food, I was like, yeah, we did pizza, but we also really did you know a lot of like fish tacos and like kind of stuff that I was like, I don't want to do this. Like yeah. I really don't want to do it, it, but we had to right to satisfy the needs of the area and the beachside and you know the brunches there were just like insane and like out it was so busy for brunch. It still is. It's just out of control. And, um, you know, I was like, this is cool, but I don't want to do this. Like, it's just not, I want to do more, like, let's just do some really good pizza. And so in that process, I started looking for places to rent here, um, in like 2015, I think. Yeah. That summer, a little before I was looking for some places. I found one place on mills, but the build out was like a lot of money and I, I didn't have a lot of money at the time. I didn't have a lot of money when I opened the restaurant, but did you save a lot at all? Uh, no, I, I, I came, I was lucky enough to buy a house for a reasonable price and I got to, um, take out some equity on it. Oh, so that's, so, so yeah. essentially started from really nothing and yeah. then using yeah. equity to mm-hmm. build into the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was not a lot of money. I mean, 40 grand, like not a lot of money yeah, to open a restaurant. Not, so that's, that's, I it's can't scary. Imagine how much equipment alone is. Oh, that. Oven is more than that. The 40, that was, yeah, that was forty five thousand dollars. <laughs> just that oven right there. I was there. like, man, just like <laughs> our our showroom for the outdoor kitchens without like anything inside, just the build out. I mean, you're well over forty grand. Yeah. Just yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So damn, that was. I mean, that was what six and a half years ago. Yeah. Times changed, inflation, all that shit. But um, <laughs> so I was looking for a place on Mills. This is 2015. I was still working at Third Wave. You know, this happens. That happens. Something fell through. Uh, and then my dad actually ended up having like some health issues. So I had to step down for a little bit from third wave and kind of like help him out. And I was kind of like employed, not employed. And I had nothing to do on like Wednesday nights. I was between Sarasota and Orlando. And I was like, well, let me go do this pop-up thing. Pizza burn. I was bored. Needed a couple extra bucks. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so I so you, did. You chose pizza essentially because you were just doing it for yeah. those three years, and that's just you're like, hey, I need to make some easy money, and I, I'm already. Yeah, well, it was just something for the- me to do, and I was like, I think this is could be fun, and I I had a good relationship with Red Light, and I had my cart there for a long time at the second version, not the third. Um, so I had a I bought a Weber grill and like Frankenstein it to cook pizzas. It was so bad, like I know As it a didn't grill work guy out. Here, I'm well, like, it was it, this was before rock boxes and. Unis and the Brevels before it's it's really easy now. It's a low, you know, cost of entry. It's like seven hundred bucks, and you can make some pretty decent pizza out of a rock box. Um, but we had I had a, a Weber that like has this like stack thing, and I put another stone on top and one on the bottom, and I was using like cowboy charcoal to heat it. It was so inconsistent. It was just like so. Forgive me, but those pizzas weren't great, <laughs> you know. But my so yeah. I made like forty a night, and I would like sell out. It was like every Wednesday and. I call it Pizza Bruno because I didn't have any better names. How far off was it ingredients-wise from what you were doing in New Smyrna's? Uh, it was a little different. There was some different stuff going on. But, like, you know, pizzas – everybody's done the same pizza. Yeah. Everybody's done a freaking margarita. Hey, you don't have much competition in Orlando at that time especially. Well, there, yeah. And, no- I mean, it, it wasn't – nothing was, like, pizza-focused. You had Prado. That was about the closest, you know, at the time. But that's Park Ave and – you know, it's a different environment. I don't think their pizza is that great. I think it's overrated. All right. I'll tell Brandon. Oh, fuck. <laughs> He's a good friend of mine. I work, It's funny. So uh, he, I worked for him a many, many, many long time ago, like 2006, right when Lima opened. Um, briefly, not that long. And uh, this is, I learned a lot from my short time with him. And now it's fun to talk to him because like... You know, we, you know, he's a friend of mine and like I talked to him on a level as a friend and chef, like give him some help on pizza and some pointers. He actually um, gave me the uh, range we have back there from Luma. Oh, cool. So it's got a lot of history back there. It's like a 20 year old range. I worked on that one and some uh, staff that we have now that's, uh, that's actually cool did too. School. So it's pretty cool. But um, so Pizza Bruno as a pop up, it was I only did it. I want to say for like a month or two, not even like a few random ones. Then I went back to work full time at um third wave but you know it just stuck with me that like this is something i should do i was gonna say is that where it all kind of started brewing in your head yeah and then you know right after that like kind of that uh i was able to take some equity out of the house and um you know i think it was like january or something of 2016 i was like you know because i couldn't stop i was like looking for spaces just like google and stuff and something came up on craigslist I was like, no way. This is a Craigslist. second generation. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, because usually. We're, we're the same generation. So yeah. it's, it's hilarious right? hearing yeah. what, we, what we say 
back then. And then now if we said Craigslist, they're like, yeah, why would you you know what Craigslist is? Do you know what Craigslist is? Craigslist. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was still or even It's around. still a thing. It's still a thing. It's surprising. Like, yeah, we'll still use it for job hiring and actually get some good responses. Right. Um, but I was like, no way. This is a scam because usually second gen restaurants really don't go on the market. Usually they're always brought to established operators first. So a second gen restaurant will never, usually as a newcomer, a person with zero, uh, like, history restaurant nothing you won't see that you just won't get it because they're going to offer to somebody that's established has multiple units etc so you'll never see that uh but this was a different story and it was just up there i was like what the hell is this so i reached out turns out it wasn't a scam it was real and i was like okay checked it out and i was like all right curry ford conway like i live a mile from here right like yeah my experience was mills winter park this whole area i was like I don't know what the hell's going on over here. In fact, I don't even know if this is a good idea to open a restaurant over here. It doesn't make sense because I don't really know the area. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it had what I need needed, uh, which was the blank slate, basically. It had the basic, basic functional things of a restaurant. It had a walk-in, which had a tiny little grease interceptor, <laughs> and uh, it had a hole in the roof to put a chimney through, so I didn't have to put a hole through the roof. So that was cool. Um so I signed the lease, uh, you know, I gave him a check, I think for like 10 grand or something. How, how much did you, a lot. how much did you research or did you do any like research demographic wise, location wise? No, no, or was I was it just like, that. yeah, you I, know, I, at I this did point, that. there's a spot there. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I did that. So what I, I did that, I did that for quite a few, I put together so many business plans for different demographics and, you know, it, it's a lot of not for nothing, but bullshit work, you know, yeah. cause like I can put that on paper all day. Here's some freaking numbers. If it works, it's going to work. If it doesn't, it's really not. Nothing I could say, you know, the demographics one way or the other. It's really hard in the restaurant business. You can't like, you can say, well, these demographics might support this, but it's really a crapshoot. Yeah. It really is. So I was like, F it. You know, the rent's really cheap. I can potentially do what I need to do with like, I mean, they, you know, gave me a cooler from third wave that was used when i bought it you know three years prior and it was already old as hell he's like oh you can just have it you know okay great so putting all the scraps together to get this thing going. legit yeah i financed the oven some other stuff to the hill like it was just bad rates you know but like you got to do what you got to do right and um so i signed the lease on my birthday that year on march 16th and then we opened I think like 99 days from them. So June 25th, whatever that math works out. Pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, it's going to take years, blah, blah, blah. But it was existing as a restaurant. So you don't really have to do much except the build out is already essentially done. It's just filling in all the pieces. Yeah. Same thing as here. It's like a restaurant exists with, if if it doesn't close, if it's closed less than a year, you could submit a plan review to the state with your minor tweaks. And they're like, okay, good. Stamp it. Off you go. So that cut out a lot of time. So that's why I was able to do it in like 90 something days. And I basically did it by myself. Like I was there, I was working at third wave. And then after my shift, I was going there and painting, like stressing out about light bulbs. Like I was utterly insane at the time too. Like I was just How much nuts. sleep are you getting for those? Oh, days? not a lot. I was not a say, lot. Math alone. I mean, you're talking what these 10 plus days, hours working mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and you Smyrna, the mm-hmm. driving and then. Yeah. To do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd leave my house every day about 8.30 and then I'd get back here about like 8.30 and then I would work at the shop till like 10, 11 o'clock at night. How much pizza did you eat during those times? None. None. There was I nothing was... to cook. Uh, well, there was pain. What did you, you eat with like no nothing, time? Nothing. Nothing. I didn't eat anything. I was, I was, I was, it was, I was a little insane and some other stuff was happening and you so know, but you could actually become a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. I was be a little fucking mental. So I always say that at that point in my life like if i wasn't at that point in my life i don't think i could have opened that restaurant because of some stuff that i went through at the time too um i'll, I'll just tell, i've been sober yeah. since then so I've, I've been sober from drugs and alcohol for like almost seven years now so that was part of it i Good i went you, through a, a, a really really bad thing um nobody got hurt or anything like that but personally i was in a very bad place and i said well if I'm going to do this restaurant, I can't do it like this. Yeah. And so it was a difficult thing. And I, I did that. And um, that whole time I was I was like a newly sober, insane fucking person trying to figure out how I wouldn't drink or use drugs to deal with what I was doing. Cope with it. And uh, 
So I managed to do all that, and I'm lucky for it because if I I don't think if I ha- didn't have that restaurant, that would ever happen. Yeah. Um, and it was tough, man, it, and it was extremely hard. How long when you became sober, starting off? When did the restaurant open compared time wise? Oh, I was almost well. March first is my sobriety date. Okay. Of 2016, and you bought it March 16, mm-hmm. right? Oh wow. Okay, so you're only two weeks in. Even then, you're probably. I was fucking insane. Yeah. So I was insane for a number of years after that. So it, it's just something that all culminated with something. And I'm lucky to have had that restaurant and that opportunity at that time, because I think it was a catalyst in my, you know, growth and changing as a person unbeknownst to me, because yeah. I was, you know, I make a joke that I was like, I partied a lot as a 15 and 16 year old. I partied really fucking hard for a number of years after that. And it got to the point where it was, extremely bad yeah. for myself and everybody around me. Um, but it was, wasn't something that was forced on me. I'd never gone to jail. I've never been arrested. I was never been gone to rehab. I just, you know, got to a point where it wasn't, it clicked in your head. Like, yo, I got to stop this shit. Yeah. I- not because it was like for a good reason. It was like, holy shit. Like I keep doing this. I will die. That's like, that's, that's it. <laughs> like that's, that's the answer. That you noticed it. Cause I mean, the only thing that's after that is something even mm-hmm. worse happening. They call that the moment of clarity. Yeah. So that's what happened. And all in that same breath, I opened Pizza Bruno with the intention of straight up like, I'm going to cook pizza how I want to cook it. I want to have a fun environment. And like I said, this is in a place, neighborhood, Curry Ford, that I didn't really know. I grew up on Curry Ford and Econ. Yeah, a lot, of, oh, well, a lot of people did. They were like, oh, yeah, I grew up. So I, yeah. I found out like after the fact that there's a lot of established neighborhoods, long old Orlando neighborhoods mm-hmm. in that whole area. And we opened the doors. I mean, I opened the doors like it was me and – well, I had to throw a party to pay for the licenses because I was like out of cash. Like I needed like 300 bucks to get licenses. So we just – you know, my friend Larry at um, – uh, he's head of Castellar. He's a good friend of mine. Um, he donated a keg. You know, I had some shirts printed and charged everybody 20 bucks and we had some, you know, pizza dough and Hell tomatoes yeah. and cheese. And I was like, hey, whatever, 20 bucks, get you a shirt. Some pizza and some beer, you know, and it was enough to support getting the licensing. And, um, you know, the next day I paid for all that. And we opened on that Saturday, which was the 25th. And it was just, I think it was just me and my, like, ex-wife. She, like, worked the counter. And then it just kind of, like, grew and grew and grew and got busier. And I was like, holy crap. Like, this is actually going to work here because there's a neighborhood around it that could support it. Like, and people were coming in like, oh, we don't have to go across the 408. We don't have to go to Winter Park. So it worked out. You know, it definitely worked out and it just kind of has grown from there. And, you know, now it's like established, I guess, in a pretty well-known place. What's There's a couple of things in that whole little part that, I mean, starting off with the the trauma, I guess we can call it, or the, the darkness, right? So, well, a little, my story, I started the Outdoor Kitchen Company uh, a few months after my mom was diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. Oh. Uh, and then that was about four years ago. My mom passed in February. I started the podcast solely based on kind of instead of grieving and getting into a dark place because sure. she was by far really the only person I cared about. Sure. Uh, and I was like, I can't just sit here and yeah. I can't just work. I can't like I need to do something that will take really all my mind focus somewhere else. And yeah. then two things of what my mom loved in me the most was, you know, the business side of it, that whole life and how I just love businesses and going from start to finish and everything about them and then helping others. And so just hearing everyone else's journeys, that, that's how the podcast was created. That's awesome. And, and yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's tragic, you know, with your mom, but you know, it's good to see that positivity came out of it and was utilized in a way that's like, okay, you know, what am I going to do with this? You know, I think it's, it's those, it's those cool. moments are you get a fork in the road where it's one way or the other. Yeah. And there's not really a middle route at all. And you yeah. got to, you got to pick one and it better be the right one because the bad one's yeah. not a good place. Yeah, no, it's and it's, you know, it's like it's not like intentional, right? Like I didn't intend to, uh, you know, get to where I got. <laughs> like, I don't know if I, how many people did. I, no, one, you know, no yeah. one does. No one does. And, th- yeah. and that's part of it. I'm just lucky. I, I always say I'm lucky that I got to there, like and realize like this is not going to work, you know. And um, that was something that at the time. I could tell, well, this is my life is over, you know, because how the fuck am I going to be in this business and not be able to go out and have drinks and be social? I was an asshole. 
when I was like that. I wasn't like really someone you wanted around, man. Yeah. Like I would get to a point be like, this guy's got to go, you know? I mean, ask, you know, I've thrown out a few bars locally, but you know, whatever. Um, now it's fine, you know? But um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, what do you do with that, you know, difficulty? And I'm, I'm lucky that I was presented with that opportunity at the time. And, you know, much like you, it's like, you know, you're probably presented with something that you're like, what am I going to do with this? Whatever you want to call it, energy, yeah. space, whatever, you know, and you come up with, Something that's obviously bringing joy. Yeah, you get, you get thrown life, right? Yeah. And it's everything that entrepreneurs, really anyone that what they create all comes from decisions or choices mm-hmm. when sh- either shit hits the fan or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't, I, I wouldn't agree with the luckiness, you know, obviously a God. lot of it you didn't plan, but there is a lot of different moments where you had a choice to make mm-hmm. of probably two extremes or multiple extremes. Yeah. And it's all of those little choices that build up to where you're at now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, choices are the hardest part of being in business and just in general. I always say that about same with cooking. Yeah. It's all about making decisions. Yep. Like if you can make a decision with the best, with all the knowledge that you have and make the best one, you're doing great. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's all you can that's, do. That's literally what life is. It's just a bunch of fucking decisions mm-hmm. for 80, 90 years of your life. Yeah. That's where you finish. It's mm-hmm. just how all your decision making mm-hmm. really played out. Yeah. Uh, what was Because I like the party thing where you had the 300, you know, you had the, uh, you had to pay uh, for everything yeah. and you threw a party. It's, yeah. it's kind of cool with, you know, entrepreneurs. You have these moments again where you don't have the money. Well, a lot of people will just be like, well, fuck, dude, this is a dead end. Instead, yeah. you're like, let's be creative. How the fuck do we bring in money? Yeah. Was that <laughs> still today? Right? <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah. change, right? Yeah. It never changed. Was that probably the most creative decision you made with your whole journey? Uh, no, I just think it was just, I didn't know what else to do. Like yeah. that, that was just one of those things. Like, I don't know what else to do. I know how to make pizza. I can well, throw a party here. Well, we had, we, I'm like, oh, I can make some pizza dough. And we had some tomatoes and some cheese, like whatever. Let's just throw a party because ultimately that was the spirit of the whole endeavor. Anyways, it was like, let's make great pizza. Let's have a good time. Listen, you know, good tunes. And that's it. Like, that's it. Like, that's the business plan. I always tell people that, like, I'm say, is that kind of how it really started? That yeah. little party. And yeah. 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 It's, it's like, it's like, that. let's have fun with it and cook some good food, good pizza play some good music and like, that's it. And so that was like, you know, really a a microcosm of what the idea wanted to be, you know, from the start, like we're going to get here through, you know, having fun. Are you a millennial? I was born in 82. So whatever. I don't know what that does for my generation. I was just hoping you were going to say yes or no. I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. know. Zodiac signs. I don't know. Generation (laughs) years. I don't know any of that shit. You just got to tell me. I think, I think they would say like, I think I'd say I'm like a, they're like, oh, you're like, uh, you're On like halfway edge. between Gen X and Millennial, so you're like a little of both. I don't know. I so just I that that time frame, uh, and that I guess in the same kind of time where you had to like, you're the two generations where a lot of I think back then, like right in the '90s, I feel like businesses didn't really have any soul or vibe. It was, no, it was more product no. based, right? Yes. Yeah, you look yeah, now, yeah. And it's more about community, atmosphere. People want to. Go experience mm-hmm. things. Back then, I feel like we were just going to stores, get your shit, leave. Yeah. Go to a restaurant to get your food, eat or pick yeah. it up and leave. And that was that's really all it was. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of personality to things. I mean, you know, nineties like big box stores and yep. TGI Fridays and stuff. Like that's what it was. I mean, you know, Red Lobster. Yeah, Red Lobster, <laughs> TGI Fridays, Chili's, all that stuff. That was the nineties. I mean, chains were big back then. Huge. Like huge. Chains are, we're go, we're going through it now. Where I yeah. think chains are just drop going to drop mm-hmm. off more and more. I mean, shit, malls barely exist now. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. I really like a good mall. So, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. <sighs> we were just talking about it today. I was like, I fucking hate shopping. Oh yeah, my I, <laughs> I my, my I wife. Like, we just like I just like a good mall. I mean, my wife likes a good mall. She's ten years younger than me, so but still, we you know she likes a good mall. I like a good What's mall. What's your favorite mall? Uh, so here in Orlando, I mean, Altamont's pretty good. Just, There's still no. stuff. Best uh, mall. Ever. Best mall. I mean, that's a big one. I mean, back in the day in Sarasota, I think Gulfgate was really good. It was small, but Sarasota Square was a little bigger and it was a little fun. But you know, uh, <laughs> I don't you know. Ever been like, to the Mall of America? No. That thing's fucking wild. I've never that been there. Worst nightmare of my life. Oh yeah. There's, I think it's at it's least huge, back then. Right? Was, yeah, like five floors. Imagine like the Florida Mall times ten uh, stacked yeah. Yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. I remember I went. I was sixteen or seventeen. It was like sports national tournament was in Minneapolis. And I just remember every floor 
Like there's a gap kids, gap baby on a different floor, gap teenagers. I'm just like, <laughs> it's all stressing the? you out. Yeah. I'm like, oh. what the fuck? Where am I? What floor am I on? I've seen gap 12 <laughs> times for every like age group yeah, demographic. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is, this is whack. And then you just go in the middle and there's a roller coaster. You're like, yeah. I've only one I could say I went to like that. There's one in Edmonton. Edmonton Square Mall is huge. I almost drowned at the water park there when I was a kid. Yeah, so, water park in a mall. <laughs> yeah. So that's my story of that. They had to pull me out with like the hook or some nonsense. So my dad says, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's on one of my stories with my dad when he used to go across uh, Canada every summer with the uh, carnival. So Canada. that was good times. Oh, yeah, yeah, good times. But no, oh, honorable mention for one of my favorite malls is the Ocean County Mall in Tom's River. That was like my mall in Jersey. It was even great when you can smoke in there. That was a different world. Different great. world. I remember. I, I remember as a kid when the no cigarettes in a restaurant thing passed. Yeah, it was weird. So was weird that that was a thing. Yeah, I you know. I think about I'm like good. smoking in a restaurant it sounds terrible. I was a smoker for a while, Ugh. and uh, you know, I have long times I've had a cigarette, but I was like, God, so gross. Like, yeah. what, what were they thinking? But like, you look at old movies and like just like smoking pictures. Everybody was smoking everywhere. You're like, smoking cigarettes on insane. airplanes and shit. Like, it's wild. Insane. Like, you're in the car, windows up. You know, whoever's smoking in the front seat, like whatever you're just in this hot box car with you know <laughs> they're smoking their kents or whatever they're smoking is i think oh. once everyone turns like 10 they should have to watch like a full documentary of like the generation before and all the wild but it's like, like not it's not even a thing like they, they, like there's no like they don't smoke like all the young like i mean i think yeah, they vape they vape yeah but like it's like everywhere now yeah but like no one smokes anymore and i'm We're just like you don't even know like i have a nine and a half year old i'm like kid you don't even know the insane stuff my parents were just like that's fine like whatever get in the back of this truck whatever you're whipping around town like whatever thing. yeah and i'm like Yo, you're holding Dad, on for dear life speed bumps let's do this <laughs> yeah you're holding on for dear life but it's just like okay whatever there's never a doubt the no father's always like Fuck yeah. yeah. Floor it. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah, my yeah, five-year-old yeah. kid in yeah, the back. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm like, you don't even know, kid. So oh. it's like, it's definitely funny to like set like generational kind of difference. Did you, did like you that. know that you could smoke cigarettes on an airplane back in the day? Yeah. Did, did you ever, you never knew that? That's fucking wild. That's wild. That's weird. I mean, smoking and non-smoking in restaurants, like what? That, that didn't even, like how? Like. They're like, oh, this is smoking. This is not. It's the same freaking oh, yeah. room, man. Same room. I, I was like going through like, I think it was like South Carolina a few years ago and they still were doing smoking in restaurants. I think they might still. I'm not sure. I was at like a Damn. Waffle House. Like, you want? I was at a Waffle House, right? <laughs> I'm like, like, you want smoking or not? I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? There's like 10 seats in here. It's all smoking. Yeah. Like, like, Smoke doesn't like a little, stay within like two divider. feet. Yeah, there's like a little plastic divider. I'm like, that's not how that works. You and know? then fast forward to 2020 oh. and we're here with this COVID. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's just like, it's, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, I remember that because my, uh, my father fucking he said he was allergic to cigarette smoke. Yeah. Now I look back, I'm like, I don't really think he was. He just hated it. Yeah. But every time we'd go to a restaurant, like smoking or not, he's like, fuck this place. I'm not sitting here. Yeah. Like, All right, well, I, I get, I, I get sensitive to cigarette smoke. Like, I'm like, yeah. I, like, I smoked for a while, too. And I was just like, now I'm just like, oof. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't eat bad. and smell that shit. No. I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, when I was younger, you know, working in the kitchen, I would smoke all the time. And, like, I think back and I was like, <laughs> I don't know how I could taste anything, you know, because you're smoking Fucking and it changes everything. Bag, making pizza, smoking <sighs> the cigs. It was so bad. My <laughs> first, like, first boss, Kevin Stewart. I'll never forget this guy. This is my first job. Seaside 13. And, like, I'm on the counter. He's like. Kids don't even know that we could work at 13 back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> crazy, right? So. <laughs> I'm on the counter. He's like in this back kind of prep area. It's kind of open air restaurant. It's all open air, right? It's on the boardwalk. He's on the back prep area. Like, he's like, I got to look at the sauce, you know? And he's like, looking at me, huffing a Marlboro. Like, I think there's ashes going in the sauce. Like, and he was just like, the, he was just such, like, I look back, he was like just a kind of a scumbag, but he was, it's great. I'll never forget Kevin Stewart. Dude, we're just eating it's like ash and sauce. I, I'm in my head. Like, I picture the guy right now, like, in this, it's like, ah, what are you doing? Like, bitching at me all day long. That's all he did. Bitched at me and smoked Marlboro Rex. Like, that's it. <laughs> and made like some a pizzas. Comedy movie now, but that uh, was like real life. That was just a normal was just normal day here. in the restaurants. He's, you're, you know, you're in the care of this man. <laughs> it's like, what? No. I can't wait to eat that food. Oh, God. This guy's watching over you. So, no, it's it's definitely different nowadays, but you know, I mean, that's just what it is. <laughs> so, so from the part from that party when we were starting the restaurant, let's let's go from there. Where was uh, you got it open? Yeah. Restaurant started working. Everyone yeah. started coming. Yeah. Uh, do you? Th- I I would think knowing that area, that it being pizza probably helped 
because it's not a walking area. Uh, well, it's people don't normally walk for pizza pizza unless they're drinking. I feel well, I, yeah, right? and I mean, well, I wanted it to be like a sit down restaurant. Yeah. Like I wasn't doing slices. You, know, you can get slices here at College Park, which yeah. is you know an evolution, or whatever. But there, I was like, no, we're going to do like sit down. Dine-in restaurant, wood-fired pizza, small plates, stuff like that. And it's funny. Actually, there's a ton of pizza places around it. Really. I mean, not great. I mean, you have Little Caesars, Papa John's, Pizza Hut. Giovanni's back then, too. Like uh, no, The OG I, Giovanni's wasn't uh, – maybe not the OG, but it was on Curry Ford and Chickasaw. Oh, yeah. No, no. That was yeah. still there. I think that's still, still there. still there, too. Yeah. Uh, I was I, eating that shit when I was like 14, 15. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah. And then uh, there's Italian house on um, uh, Crystal Lake. It's been there for like ever. Um, and then there was one more, but, um, so there's like technically pizza places all around there. So it was like, Oh, another pizza place. But, um, you know, I just think what we went for was, you know, something a little, I don't, I hate to upscale is not the word I'm looking for, no. but just, you know, trying, we tried You just say, yeah, I was gonna say just qual- high quality. Yeah. Pizza. We were trying any quality. Pizza. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. yeah. And at the start, really like, I mean, we were doing pretty good food. I think it wasn't as good as it is now. Um, you know, because it's just evolution yeah, and you grow. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we ch- we've ch- I tell people like we've changed the pizza dough probably like thirty something times. It's been a lot. How often? So what's the a- the average? So I'll do like like I said when I opened Pizza Bruno, like I knew about pizza. I didn't really know the deeper the nuanced t- yeah. bits of pizza, like really how to operate a baker's percentage, how what that does to pizza, what fermentation times do, what what what's natural fermentation as opposed to uh, you know, commercial yeast and all that stuff. So there's like all sorts of different yeah. things that happen with pizza, particularly because pizza is just such a very, like you can do whatever. Like yeah. there's so many different styles and ways to make it. Everybody's different. Um, but for me solely, like every change was based on flavor and like ultimately it's flavor and um, consistency. Like are we getting a more consistent product like this or, and does it taste better constantly? So you you never really had like a, certain model for pizza it was just what you thought was best and then just kind of kept growing that Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah i feel like it's normally the other way around well i which i'm I'm terribly you know add you know so like i'm constantly like oh we gotta you know more you know change yeah (laughs) (laughs) thankfully i'm medicated now so it's not as bad but you know i still change my freaking mind all the time like my wife's like oh my god how do i live with you and i change my mind on shit like all the time. But, you know, why I change a lot of things, it's usually 100% to do with the end result. Like, yep. I want it to be better. But that's, I think, also, too, with, like, a chef perspective. Like, if you really want to be, like, do this well, like, I think it's always a, a, a desire to be better than you were. And if you're not, then you'll end up losing something. Yeah. You know, because this... you hit stagnant, you're actually failed. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. And that's... It's hard. Restaurants are notoriously, you know, like... You're good and you're not, right? Because it's it's a freaking slog, man. It's, it's a probably, marathon. It's the, it's the hardest part of so business, period. Dude. So hard. I mean, shit, from ingredients expiring to the profit <laughs> margins already being tight <laughs> so, as fuck. Like, yeah. I mean, pizza, pizza I want enough Shark Tank but, to learn and yeah. then you start getting in depth yeah. and you're like, I'd never want to open a restaurant. That no. sounds that sounds difficult as hell. If you don't, if you aren't from this world and don't do this, I do not suggest you do this. It will yeah. be a bad time. Yeah, it'll be a bad time at the best time, <laughs> like, and, and an expensive one too. Expensive. It's a, yeah, it's an expensive start. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. Oh, this was this new restaurant way more expensive than I thought it would be because <laughs> it was already existing. But I was like, well, let's do it right. Let's, you know, I thought about different ways to do it, but I was like, well, let's just do it right and get the right things. And yeah, it costs a lot of money, but. Ultimately, I think it was for the better, um, and there's still more money that needs to be spent in the future on some stuff that I'm like, I knew that that would come down the line. But it's all good problems. Yeah, it's not yeah, bad. Yeah. It's like equipment stuff. But um, once you get there, spending money, it's not so much about how much you spend. It's also obviously the return on investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? How long is yeah. it going to last? So yeah, price yeah, tag. Yeah. Once you get going, is a little less important because it's more of time frames yeah right how how long is it am i gonna get this money back how do mm-hmm. i get this money back is mm-hmm. it worth it yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah when did this so we're on the edgewater location yeah. which is a badass location yeah it's great when did when did this one come up so i'd actively been looking for locations for i want to say two years it was right before covid that i really started like 
like, hey, I want to do another location. Um, the first location was doing well. We also had some renovation plans, which we did over there in that whole time, like right after COVID uh, or right during COVID. Like it was 21, I think we added the uh, takeout space. But I'd been looking and uh, we looked in quite a few places. And there was a few deals that we had that were really close. But ultimately looking at it from a financial perspective, it did, none of them made sense. Yeah. You know, because there were some numbers I was just like, I can't how would I ever do that? Like, it was just insane. Like, it was insane. I was like, I can't. It was like places you you wanted, but you just couldn't get justify the cost of it. Yeah, no, I'm like, dude, we're not a million dollar build out plus a $20,000 a month rent kind of place. You know, like. You said 20, jeez. Yeah, I mean, it was a good location, but like, I'm not trying to be that guy. Like, I, I, there's a certain threshold of like, you know, like, do I want to sleep at night? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, there's <laughs> like, a it's certain, already expensive you can't enough. have fun anymore at all. You're, no, no, no. You're always sitting with that fucking rent oh, in your head. God, rent, the payroll, like all of that. How, how long into each month are you essentially running this business till it even just pays the rent off? Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so with that said, like we went through a few um, spaces and negotiations and it just kind of like I had a lot of dead ends. Um it sucked because we put some time and effort in due diligence and, you know, it gets to the, the point of like, okay, what's the real deal? And they're like, oh, no way. No way yeah. I can do that. Um, and then this actually was a tin and taco and I got an email basically like, hey, would you be interested in, you know, taking the space over and, you know, a little, you know, asset purchase and just assuming the lease. Like, okay. So we started negotiating and it worked out um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, mainly the numbers were good. They made sense in our budget to say like this is the rent was good the space obviously is smaller it's 1400 square feet which the original pizza bruno space was 1800 so 400 more square feet over there now it's like 3500 with all the renovations and patios when did you renovate that uh 21 we we knocked out a wall and put in another wood fired oven there oh cool i I think the last time i actually oh no i pick up pizza there all the time yeah, it was the takeout it was, space that you walk in to pick yeah. up pizza. Yeah, that was done in 21. That was a whole freaking journey. That was not fun. But um, it was like supposed to be a three week job. It took five months. Like, it's yeah, it was like not fun, <laughs> like at all. I, I feel like I, everyone listening is I they haven't started a business. Do you get, I'm sure everyone's li- that's listening is like, dude, every everyone says it takes way longer than expected. It's <sighs> so much. Just longer. add add triple triple yeah, whatever time minimum frame. Yeah, minimum. Yeah, right we, off the bat, we were assuming three months. This took. Seven, so oh, what, still made March, it under triple. April, May, June, July, yeah, September, October, November. Oh, eight months. There you go. It's supposed to be three. So, so three, six, nine, almost so triple. Dude, you're, you're, almost, almost nine I just, months. I just came up with that number. Maybe it is like a legit number three times. Yeah, it's all, you always have to. I don't know. Um, there's so many factors. Um, you know, all Unno- of them. Most of them unknown. Unknown. A lot of them completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times I'm just standing here going. That's what. And you the know? ADD is the, yeah, the well, it worst. sucks. Like, Fuck, I just want the control so I can do Yeah, what I, I want to do. do what I'm good at. Yeah. You know, like I had a moment, like, you know, I had like a long time ago, I was doing PB1. I was like, you see the vaulted ceilings, right? Like how big, how tall they are. It's like 20 yeah. something feet. I'm on top of a ladder with like a paintbrush, like, <laughs> oh, like I almost fell. <laughs> and I was like, I should probably hire somebody for this and not die before I make a single pizza. So. <laughs> Long and short of it, like I put the ingredients in the recipe out there first. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) I realized that there's certain things that I have to just rely on other people for tradesmen, stuff like that. Like I'm not, I'm not much of a, a fixer kind of person. Like I'm not good at fixing anything. I can, I can hang photos of the frame. I suck at that. That's it. You know, like I can't do any electrical work, plumbing work, but a lot of times it's just like you're waiting on stuff that's totally out of control. A lot of it has to do with that. Um, you know, equipment stuff, you know, all these like booths took way longer to build. They were all built in here, but they That's took, cool. but they're beautiful. Yeah. I could have bought a, a, you know, a seating package for a fraction of the price. But here I was like, well, this is the decision I'm making to keep it organized and tight. And everybody that comes in here is like, wow, is this bigger space? I'm like, no, it's just organized, you know, a lot tighter, cleaner, and it works and flows very well for what we want it to be. Um, but yeah, the build out, the construction, I just do not like that. It's it's also too, it's like everybody, you know, you're putting out money. Yeah. So much money out. And you're just another check. Also another tri- check. Also triple the amount of what was the <sighs> once expected. Yeah. yeah. Every just time. Triple. Every time. Except the man. income. <laughs> Every time. So 
you know, you get through that and then you, then you realize like, oh, now I actually have to open this thing and deal with that. Like, and that's a whole other set of things, especially in the restaurant business. Yeah. Like, oh man, it's hours, it's time, it's ingredients, it's, you know, people, staffing, like it's just never ending. What was your workload opening the first one? Like what were you doing hands on making the pizza? I was doing everything. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I had, but more than one two employees in the back of the house so and i did that for a long time how long uh i was in the kitchen full time probably up until oh like tail end of 2019 ish so about three years three and a half three years yeah i started to realize about year three that maybe i should probably not be here 100 hours a week because it's not healthy and also there's no growth in that yeah um and, you know, I've had times where I had to go back and, you know, get myself involved and stuff like that because, you know, it's where I come from. It's what I know how to do, but which is great. And it's also bad to a point where I know I can do it. And, and the hard part for me was reminding myself, like, I can't always do it. Mm-hmm. I have to rely on people. I have to trust them. I have to coach them and guide them. That's the, hard- that's the hardest. So Tr- hard. Trusting and being able to actually, like let go and it's actually so trust hard all. yeah so i uh, took some advice from a friend um celine she owns valkyrie in valhalla she suggested a book called the e-myth if you haven't read it re- read it i do audiobooks i don't i'm too impatient i can listen cool. and do other things um you won't let me listen i got really yeah oh yeah, yeah oh no i have to i i or still stay I busy do the re- rewind where i'm like I don't know what I listened to for the last fucking 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rewind. sometimes that'll happen. And then I realized after a two-hour drive, I'm like, I'm on minute 15. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it worked, that works for me. But, you know, that really opened my eyes to, you know, kind of working myself out of business and, you know, out of the business. Like, how do I have me in the business without me in the business all the time? Because I have a life. Like- I was gonna say, that was like my biggest question personally that I wanted to ask was how, how did that whole game plan of going from chef and – pizza side to business that's uh, a, those are hard yeah it sucks it's that still whole, it's that whole it's a lot of learning a lot of painful painful lessons that are out of my a lot of it is out of my direct control and that's what made it so hard like a lot of it was like i can try to fix these things but you know money's money money and you know p&ls are p&ls they suck yep. sometimes and they're painful to look at and be like how much money did we lose this month that sucks that's not fun at all to see you know negatives but it in this business it happens yeah. man like a lot like and you know the labor costs payroll costs are just like soul crushing sometimes you know you just see that number go out you're like you know, All and those questions like, dude, did I even make the right fucking decision? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, I look at my, you know, well, I'm not paying myself this month. Cool. You know, and that's happened more often than I think people realize in this business is like, especially restaurants, I think, and just in general business ownership, okay. there's a time where you have to decide, like, am I going to pay myself? Or am I going to just make sure everybody else gets paid? Am I going to have, I'm the one that has to take ultimately the sacrifice mm-hmm. of like, well, these things are more important than me getting my paycheck. I have to figure that out. Like whether it's maxing out credit cards, which happens, you know, yep. it's like, but it's just the way it is. So if you're getting into a business, whatever it is, understand that it's not going to go well. Sometimes yeah. it's going to be really like, oh shit, this sucks. Like it's not going to be easy. That's why sometimes it's easier to say, I know people that are like, hey, they've opened something. I'm like, no, it's not for me. I'd rather just go <clears throat> get a paycheck. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> I think we all re-ask ourselves that same question. Yeah. Like, Damn. I wanted to do this for X reason. Now, fuck. Why would sound so mm-hmm. much better? Yeah, yeah. I just get my paycheck. I go home. No worries. I still haven't taken a dollar <clears throat> from the outdoor kitchen business. And we've been running for almost four years. Whew. How long? How long for did you? you? Go? Yeah. Um, well, that's why I actually still work, just so I can not take money from the business. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, right? Like you own a business and you have to do you have to get a job. Correct. Yep. I that's still haven't quit reality my check, man. career that I was actually working when we started the business. Yeah. I, I'm going to be quitting uh, the first week of December. Do they it's know? three weeks? Do they know? They knew in February. Okay. When the show- <laughs> I was like, is this going to be the episode they find out? Like, That's oh, what why I was the like, fuck, fuck how close are we? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I told them in February because the showroom was supposed to open in February. Mm-hmm. That was a whole fucking thing because yeah. they started like pushing me out knowing I was going to. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. the good old permits and waiting for approvals yeah, yeah, kicked yeah, in. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I still need to work here, guys. Yeah. I was hey, just, actually, actually, I had to tell them that everything fell through. Oh, shit. 
So they don't know that the business was is still running and we're still yeah, doing yeah, that yeah, sh- yeah. new showroom. To them, everything ended. Just okay. I need to do that so I can get all my good hours and all my yeah. everything yeah, I yeah, built yeah. up to that moment mm-hmm. was taken away real quick because they knew I was walking out. Yeah, uh, and I had to. I couldn't just tell them, "Hey, I need to stay longer." Yeah, yeah that's yeah, not yeah, how yeah. real businesses can run. It's a yeah. corporate. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Like, I told them, I was like, "Nope, it all fell through. Shit sucked. Fuck. I'm here for the long haul. Yeah, ten toes in." Uh, yeah, actually, actually, peace. It's, it's t- well, it's tough. You know, it's like, yeah. I, so, uh, so funny enough, I did not take a paycheck from, uh, pizza Bruno for a while because I still was working at third wave <laughs> at the time. I would go out every Thursday. Um, I would spend about six hours there. They just wanted me on property just to make sure that the transitions were going, going well. Uh, orders were getting done. Stuff was held up, and they, you know, they're paying me two hundred fifty bucks for the day. I was like, okay, that's cool. And at the time, that literally covered like five hundred dollar check. Now, yeah, I mean, if not more. That was literally what covered my bills because, like, I wasn't getting a paycheck like at all. So, I mean, I had a really low, low cost of living at the time, um, but. It took me a long time and, and, you know, I never was like on the payroll for any number that really made sense. Yeah. Like, it's like, it was a joke, dude. It's like, here's your, I was taking 200 bucks a week. Yeah, I was going to say, like, even, even when you are maybe able to start taking money, it's like, I just need to take just what the bills are, even at my low straight cost. Up, like, that's straight it. up. Yeah. Not, that's what it was. Not taking any fun money. No, no. Zero was, fun money. Yeah. So that's what it was. And so. You know, as you say, as you know, you get into business, you have to like kind of hustle and, you know, on top of what you already have, like, how do you, you know, let that run without really taking a paycheck from it? Um, And then you have to like, for me, yeah, if I was there full time every day, all the time, still like, yeah, I would just pay myself. I would pay myself what like my managers get paid because I could do the job. job title would have been. Yeah, totally. I could do that. And that's, that makes sense. But um, I, you know, that never really happened. And then I, now I get a paycheck. <laughs> that's, that started in like 2020. Yeah. Did you, did you ever go down in that paycheck since yes. COVID hit? Cause I was oh, yeah. say, oh, at yeah, that point, yeah, yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. As soon as I start yeah. taking I, money. Dude, I went down mind. last month, like last month. Like I had to basically not take pay because we were opening this. I was just like, well, I can't afford to pay myself. Yeah. Because I need to get the doors open here because it just was what it was. Yeah. Um, you have to make those sacrifices. Yeah. But ultimately, I mean, I, that's why I do consultant jobs. Uh, so I I did a consultant job for Rollins College this summer and helped him uh, make better pizza. So that helped. Um, I did a uh, consultancy last year in Aruba for a couple weeks, which is super great. A win-win. Great, great clients down there. Yeah. So I'm going back in January, I think, for a couple weeks to you know, check in. It's been a year. They want me down there to kind of like cool. double check, revamp some stuff. Um, so on top of my normal work, I also do other stuff, you know, because I have to, like, I was going to say this thing's boomed past pizza. Yeah. 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 So and garlic knots. Yeah. Let's and, not forget those. Yeah. 